TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Jason Munns is the Tiger basketball beat writer for the Commercial Appeal. You can follow him on Twitter on X at Munsley. Joins us each and every Monday on the program. Munns, what are we listening to? This is ZZ uh, Top, Jeffrey. It's a song called My Head's in Mississippi. So it, my first thought was, this sounds like ZZ Top, but it also sounded newer. What, what, what is this? Oh, no, man. It's like 80s, I think. Um, and then at first I was like, is that the guy that sang the... ZZ Top didn't sing the opening to The Sopranos, right? You know what, Jeffrey? I got a confession to make. Not a Sopranos guy. Going to be an unpopular one. Yeah. Uh, I'm, 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 I have a feeling I've not seen a single solitary second of the sopranos and it's not for any other reason just it's almost like if if you didn't if you didn't watch it live it does start to feel daunting like wait a minute i gotta watch like eight seasons and get caught up for something that's not gonna (laughs) yeah i I do it's not even like oh i don't think it's a good show it's just i do kind of understand that yeah yeah never seen game of thrones never seen uh never seen the wire yeah um, Not yeah, a premium a television guy. No, I love Curb Your Enthusiasm. I love Dexter. Um, the first I, three seasons, know. right? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, once they got past the uh, Trinity Killer season, it was all it was, downhill it, from there. <laughs> it was rough. It, it was very, was very rough. Woof. Uh, Tigers pick up a big win yesterday down at College Station, eighty-one seventy-five. So it's overreaction Monday on the program. I don't know if this is unpopular, and I know you're going to have to take a, a more uh, uh, diplomatic approach. Okay. My overreaction was the the Tigers don't need to they don't need to force a Jordan Brown solution. Like I I, I understand that he could provide. Like you saw at times, like there were moments where they're in foul trouble and he can provide. But when you actually weigh weigh what has to go into smoothing everything over. Like, I, I just, I don't, to me, that feels like more trouble than for what it's worth. It could be. Um, and, you know, yeah, certainly they didn't, they didn't need him yesterday to win. They won without him. Um, but, you know, and I, and I wrote a little bit about this. There was a section uh, of time um, in the first half, late in the mid, midway through the first half, when neither Malcolm Dandridge nor Nicholas Jourdain and it is Nicholas, by the way. Uh, we, we cleared that up with him last week. Um, uh, yeah, there was a stretch where there was no Jordan and no Dandridge on the floor. Um, and Jonathan Pierre and Ashton Hardaway were out there. And I guess they, that, that was as much size as they had, and they had to go with it. You know, they, they decided it was time to you know, take those two off the floor. So anyway, uh, Memphis was outscored 7-2 to two during that. It was almost a four-minute stretch that yeah. they went without both of them, and uh, they were outscored seven to two, out-rebounded five to four, um, and you know what? Like, I mean, <sighs> you, you probably could have used a big man, uh, a true big man. Um, 
you know, if like if it's if it's going to be like that, um, when you don't have either Jordan or or Dandridge on the floor, yeah, um, you know, you, uh, you know, I, again, it didn't cost them. It didn't it didn't hurt them uh, too bad. Um, and and you know, but who knows? Like it, maybe. It, it, this Saturday, if they find themselves in a position where they have to go with uh, Jonathan Pierre or and or Ashton Hardaway as their sole, uh, you know, as their sole uh, 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 size presence, maybe it does cost them. Um, and so, for that reason, I feel like, you know, you, you never want to turn away a piece, a, 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 a tool in the toolbox. Um, you never want to, you know, if, if, if it can be salvaged, um, I, I feel like you try, um, you know, but I do see your point. Like things, well, all, I totally, things looked really good yesterday in terms and, of, and, and earlier this week. In terms of needing an extra big, I totally agree with you. Like it, there, you can tell, you know, Malcolm's going to get in foul trouble. Like it, we, that's, that, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's, that's something that you can somewhat depend on. That's part of it. Uh, if it if it were as simple as having another piece that didn't come with conditions, I totally right. get it. But that's not how that's not how teams work. And I just always feel like when Brown's in there, at times like they'll force it to him, and then it just throws everything disjointed. So my my whole deal is like if they can smooth it out to where hey, he is a piece, but this isn't going to be the focal piece, you know, that maybe he thought. And that's where I start to say it's like, man, it just feels like a lot of trouble for something that in the end is like, okay, we're talking about very limited amounts of time that that the Tigers are going to like really struggle. Yeah, and and I think you kind of hit on something like if if I think it's pretty clear at this point, if Jordan Brown is uh, a part of this team and gets back on the floor uh, for the Tigers, He's going to have to. They're going to have to incorporate him. They are going to have to force it to it because that's that. Is, and, and it's not like uh, you know, it's not like that. That's because he's demanding that. It's just because if you're going to get the most out of him, he's got to touch the ball. Yeah, he's a traditional back to the basket big. Yeah, and 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 you know, if he's if he's effective. He does open things up for others. Um, it's just it, it felt like those first seven games. It everybody else on the team is so different, and the way Penny Hardaway runs his offense is so different. It 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 doesn't. There's it's not really a. Uh, they don't they don't really gel his style, George Brown style, and Penny Hardaway style, and so you know. Uh, Again, it, it it could work. It could be beneficial, um, you know, if they are able to work things out and and move past all this stuff from the last week or so. But uh, if if he is going to be part of the team, they are going to have to, you know, again to to in order to get to get the most out of him that you can, you're going to have to force feed him. And so because because of that, yep. Um, Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe you know. Maybe they are. Uh, maybe it is best to just move on. I don't know. You've covered a lot of games. You've covered a lot of road games. Where does regular season wise? Let's let's forget tournament postseason. 
Where's that win stack up for you? <sighs> Tennessee was really big. Yeah, that was an it. <laughs> As the season played out, like you realized, okay, maybe it wasn't as big of a win. But in terms of at the moment, emotion, everything, like I, I, I get where that is a quote unquote big win. It's just you know, and with the context of that season, like we knew that that probably wasn't a tournament team. But I mean, I, I totally, I totally can see putting it behind that one. Yeah, I mean, overall significance, just, just you know, incorporating all the context that goes along with it. Uh, it was, it was really. You know that that one I think is the top of the mark. Um, I would say honestly, the Houston win, yeah. where I think they, I think they won by ten when Houston was number six in the country, um, not last season, but the season before, uh, on the road. And so I mean, you know, and 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 honestly, you know, Houston, that crowd, yeah, was was just you know top notch. Um, the crowd at Texas A&M was strange. That defines that de- that defines uh, Texas A&M games. Yeah, I mean, you I've, know, I've covered it, a couple. I've covered a couple of football games. I've not covered a basketball game there, but I've covered a couple of football games. And one thing that stood always stood out to me was a. It's a passionate fan base. Like they show up, they 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 love their Aggies. I will never forget covering a night game at A&M and going in front of their student section. And I've never smelt a student section was that that was that sober in my entire life. It was unbelievable. That's funny. That's funny. Um, no, the student. There were two student sections, and they were both pretty full. Um, and and they were good. Students were good. The rest the rest of the uh, crowd might might as well have been watching a tennis match. Yeah. Um, I, I was. I was. I mean, I think it was Sunday afternoon and everything. And it's a football school. Uh, I, I totally understand that. Um, and, I think you know, it's the like Sunday it. that means more because it even SEC schools that are like football schools they can still get good crowds. There's something about the Sunday afternoon where it's like you know what I mean. Like I don't know, it's it's not something that frequently happens in the SEC, and I I do think that plays a factor somewhat. Yeah, so I you know incorporating the fact the the atmosphere comparing the atmosphere to Houston a couple of years ago. I think I would I would say it's behind Tennessee and Houston. And another part about Houston that makes it that gives it a leg up is the fact that uh, once again they were number six in the country and it was yeah. a conference game. It was a conference game. So, um, but I can't I can't think of any others that uh, that it that it you know that are above the one from yesterday just because you know that's what we've kind of been saying uh, yeah. for the last couple of weeks that if you can go if you can go get that one. Then it's gonna it's going to make you feel a whole lot better about just the overall scheme of things. Like I don't know that it's gonna make anybody forget the loss to Villanova or the loss to Ole Miss, but certainly it it certainly makes you feel a lot better. Um, you're not you're not dwelling on those losses anymore because you because you did what you did yesterday. Yeah, I think that's the important part because if you go and you lose that game. It's not like it's, uh, you know, no one's going to sit there and go like, "How dare you?" You know, you're seven point underdogs or whatever it ended up closing at. It's th- that's not mm-hmm. a game where your your schedule, you know, you're you're supposed to win, but you did win it. I think it makes you realize, like, okay, this team was away from home for what is it? It's over a month, it, you know, it over a month. Been, it will have been thirty days between the Alabama State game and the Clemson game. By the time we get to Saturday, yeah. it will be thirty days. 
and it makes it makes you realize like all right winning on the road's not not an easy thing and you're sitting here at seven and two and honestly if you made me bet what will be a better win in March if I had to bet today I would bet beating a and m at a and m is a better win than beating Ole Miss at Ole Miss and yep like if that like, I understand from a, an emotional maybe a rivalry that type of perspective from how a fan might feel I, I can understand that but in terms of which would I rather have, again, I had to pick today. I would, if I could only pick one, I think I'd pick the A and M game. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I mean, just look at the metrics or you know yeah. the, the the computer rankings. I mean, like we could sit here and talk about the fact that uh, despite a really really nice week and 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 you know all of it being done on the road, that they're still not in the top twenty five. We could talk about that, but we could also talk about how. This time a week ago, Memphis was 71 in the net rankings, and after the win at VCU and the win at Texas A&M, they are now 40 yep. in the net rankings. And so, like, if you look at it in that from that standpoint, you know, it it just sort of restores some order <laughs> yeah. to the universe. Um, you know, they're up to 34, I think, in Ken Palm this morning, and um, you know, you just you you start to see a path now. Because you do have Clemson coming up, and Clemson is like what number thirteen or something today now. Like that's a top fifteen opponent coming into your building on Saturday, well, and with a fan base that's ready to see their team at home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like you know, you got the call after call after call on social media this morning. I, I, I scrolling through, and every other tweet I saw was, you know, please go buy tickets. Let's let's sell out FedEx Forum, and I think. You know, it's two o'clock on a Saturday. Top fifteen opponent. You know, your your school just uh, uh, yeah hasn't been home in a month. Um, all that good stuff. I, you start to see, and then you follow that up with another ranked opponent coming in next Tuesday, um, Virginia. You start to see there's a pathway here to like, you know, uh, being in the driver's seat for a top five seat uh, come March. Um, I mean, you know. I, I just feel like, yeah, I just I just feel like that win yesterday, uh, out of everything you've done so far, um, and maybe maybe out of everything you're gonna do the rest of the year, it, it, it you know that that could be the one that does the most for you. You mentioned the rankings because on the USA Today, so if you're going company line, Clemson's eleven. In the AP, they're 13. The Tigers are still unranked, but they are, you know, they're in the AP poll. It's like it's, understand, it's like it's understandable that they could be behind Ole Miss, but it's like they're still behind A&M, who they just beat on the road. It's like that's, Very weird. that's where you feel like, okay, the, I can identify the people that filled out their brackets after Saturday uh, yeah. and I did not realize that there were games yesterday. I understand that. Should this team be ranked? I, I, I struggle. You know what I mean? Like, I I think they're one of the 25 best teams, but I also understand it's like I'm not nitpicking everybody else's resume to the point. Like, I, I'm doing it somewhat from the games I've happened to watch. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I definitely think they probably should have moved up a little further than they did. I mean, if you look at the AP, you know, the, the way the votes, you know, in, in terms of the teams, the others receiving votes, um, they're basically at 30th after being at 
41, yeah. number 41 last week. And so that's like a double-digit jump. Like, that's a really good boost. You know, I, should they probably be, like, you know, closer to 25? Yes, I think so. Um, you know, on the road at Ole Miss. Ole Miss is still undefeated, guys. Yep. Like, let's not let's not forget that. Like, they've, they've got wins now over NC State and Memphis, and I know they, they needed a miracle. Uh to uh, to be to to avoid overtime, I guess I should say, uh, at UCF yesterday, um, and they got it. But uh, I mean, you saw how that played out, right? Yes, and like they they let that game get away. Like they they had taken control, and then yes, like to avoid overtime, they needed that. But you know, I, I mean, that was a miracle. <laughs> I, I just I, I just think I think Ole Miss is just going to play close games. I, I don't think they're good yeah. enough to blow anyone out. I don't think they're going to get. You know, when they go up against super athletic teams that can score, they they might get embarrassed. But in general, like, I just think they're going to be a team that plays close games. But they're still one of the only undefeated teams left in the country, and Memphis has a three-point loss yeah. on their floor. Um, and, you know, the Villanova thing, you know, it just is what it is. Sometimes you have a stinker. I mean, let, uh, who among us uh, this season in college basketball has not laid an egg um, uh, at least once? And so... Uh, yeah, I, I think I think Memphis deserves to be ranked in the top twenty-five, but you know, I, it. I just I, yeah, that's that's. I think they deserve to be ranked, but um, yeah, yeah, like you said, I'm not gonna like like in the end, like Northwestern's at twenty-five. Why is Northwestern at twenty-five? Well, they beat Purdue. Like it was a high-profile game. Like I. You know what I mean? I'm not saying like if yeah. you if you if you're sitting there and you're comparing the resumes, I'm not going to sit there and go Northwestern. You know, Northwestern's resume is not as good as Memphis's. I just sit there and go, I understand why Northwestern is ranked. They got a high profile win, and that's just kind of how people work. Right. Yep. I'm in the same boat. Um, you know, it, it just kind of is what it is at this point. And uh, but I mean, you know, you win you win Saturday, and there's there's absolutely no way uh i, I most no, certainly no. i will say this if they win saturday and then they're not ranked come monday i will start putting more stock into the there's some yeah. type of something against them like i i, I yeah. would accept that at that point yeah then it's time then then you can cry foul at that point correct because because then at that point you'd be eight and two you'd probably in the net you'd i would assume you'd go up to at least top 30 probably even top 25 Maybe? I think that's likely, um, yeah, yeah, and like to to you know to to, to continue to ignore them uh, after that would be uh, <laughs> it would be time to uh, to call it like it is at that point. What was it about yesterday that allowed them to play so well? Well, uh, if you ask them, it was very simple, and it was as simple as following the game plan. I mean, I can't tell you. I mean, I. I should have counted. We talked to Penny, we talked to uh, JQ, and we talked to David Jones after the game. And um, I think we got about five minutes each with the players and almost ten minutes with Penny. And I can't tell you how many times all of them, independent of each other, talked about game plan, game plan, game plan, game plan. Like they, I mean, the way Penny, the way Penny said it was, it was all they focused on the team. Um, you know, like whereas uh, insinuating, whereas before they weren't really all that like uh, in tune with 
the game plan that was installed for whatever game, you know, whatever games came before this one. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and so, yeah, like that's their explanation is that they, they all put everything else aside, their own egos, their own motivations. And they simply, Penny said, here's what we're going to do. And they did it. <laughs> like it, it, it sounds kind of ridiculous that, uh, that that's the difference, but if you if you if you ask them, that's what they're going to tell you is that they simply, you know, the coaching staff came up with a really solid game plan. They they, you know, Penny was like, we haven't really been able to do this this year, where we where we just dial in on the two best players and take them out, do whatever it takes yeah. to take them out because I was out for the first three games, so there's that. Um, I didn't want to throw too much at a team that has all these new faces and new you know, all these new names and stuff. Like I didn't want to throw too much at him. So finally he got comfortable enough to where like, okay, this is how, this is how I like to play uh, defense, especially. So we're going to go at Wade Taylor. We're going to go at Henry Coleman. And if everybody else, you know, I'm not going to let, we're not going to let those two guys beat us. Yeah. And Wade Taylor was 0 for nine from three. And I think had five turnovers and then Henry Coleman got off, five field goal attempts um, and didn't really do any damage. I think he had six points. So uh, the game plan was solid and the players uh, executed it. So yeah, it's as simple as that, I guess. I think the other thing that I'm more curious about because I'm watching on TV and sometimes when you're watching on TV, you are, you know, you're subject to what the camera angles show you. But yeah. it does look to me like in the last two games, the VCU game and then yesterday, it does look like Rick Stansberry's having more of an impact that I've seen, honestly, a lot of assistant coaches have in the Penny Hardaway era. Do you get that sense, or am I maybe falling trapped to, hey, that's kind of what, you know, I mean, like, it, that can be coincidental based on, like, hey, are you watching at that specific moment, and that's what you saw. And so, like, there, there can be a coincidental element there. Maybe, but... um but I've seen kind of what you're, what uh, some of what you're talking about there. Um, you know, he's not, he's not a Rick stands. are not afraid to um, voice his opinion, give his input. Yeah. Like uh, provide, you know, and, and I think his attitude um, this whole time since he got here has been, listen, uh, you know, I'm here for a reason. You brought me here for a reason. I'm going to give you, uh, my uh, input. I'm going to give you my expertise, um, unless you, you know, unless you tell me you don't want it. I'm going to give it to you, and you can do with it whatever you want to. Um, you know, he's. He, I think his his attitude is like, I don't, I don't have some. I'm not going to like lose my mind if, uh, you know, I I give you a pointer. You know, not a pointer, but like you know, whatever, like yeah. some sort of. Whatever, I'm, uh, whatever I give you, um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be offended if uh, if it goes in, in one ear and out the other, or if you choose to go a different route. I'm not gonna, I mean, it's not gonna bother me. And um, and and I think that might be part of the reason why you get the impression that you get watching on TV is that, um, yeah, I feel I feel like that that. 
approach with Penny Hardaway is paying off. Uh, probably more so than than some of the approaches that were taken uh, with some of the other um, uh, assistant coaches that were here before before Rick. Buns, we appreciate the insights, buddy.